Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And I want to welcome you to the first Calvary Live of 2023. Yes, this is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on this Tuesday, the 3rd of January, the first Calvary Live of 2023. I know we've been doing some encore uh, shows over the holidays from Christmas uh, during the week of Christmas and New Year's. And we are back now looking forward to another year of Calvary Live to be able to bless you and pray with you and answer your questions. So give me a call. Open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And so blessed to be once again with you on Calvary Live for a new year. As we enter into the new year, uh, we want to be available to bless you throughout the year. Uh, and we want to bless you today. So give me a call. we got open lines. This, of course, Calvary Live is the program where you get to call in and ask questions about the Bible or Christian living or our reaction, what's our worldview to the things that we see going on around us. And as we enter into a new year, there can be a lot of confusion for people, and, and people can be uh, afraid, people can be anxious. And a uh, matter of fact, a text question that just came in, and you can text me too, the call-in number is 303-690-3000. And in that text line, 720-336-0897. I'll repeat those numbers throughout the show. But they were asking, how do I keep from being fearful in the new year? And we'll talk about that in just a bit. But I want to welcome all of you. I pray that uh, you had a blessed holiday season with Thanksgiving and then we had Christmas as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. We've ushered now a new year, and it's time to put the decorations away. We're no longer singing the Christmas carols, and we are starting a new year. Many people back to work today, uh, kids going back to school, starting a new year. And uh, we are just looking forward to what the Lord is going to do through this program and uh, just want so blessed to be a part of your lives. So we got all open lines right now. Give me a call, 303-690-3000 for your questions and prayer requests. The text line is 720-336-0897. want to welcome all of those who are listening on Grace FM along the Front Range in Colorado up in the southern Wyoming. It's been cold and snowy lately, and we just got done with another round of snow. I pray that you're safe, that you're safe on the roads. And uh, and we are in January, and it, it can be kind of, uh, it's gray outside. The trees are gray. The ground is gray. The sky is gray. But, hey, the days are getting longer, and uh, we are going to get closer each and every day this spring. But uh, so glad that you have joined us live today again on this Tuesday, the 3rd of January. Uh, give me a call. Love to hear from you guys. And then also those who are listening on live by Radio by Grace, i uh, love for you to be able to give me a call as well. You're listening live. Uh, many stations across the nation, uh, give me a call. 
uh, whether you're on the East Coast or in the South or uh, stations even in the West. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And then those of you who are listening online, online listeners from all around the country, that number works, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Give me a call. Let me know how your holiday season went, Christmas, New Year's, what you need prayer for, what your questions are, uh, what you're uh, thinking, uh, what's on your heart. Uh, this is a, a time of new beginnings. And so I'd love to hear from you and, and let's encourage one another and bless one another on this show. And that's really what this show is about. We're going to be dealing with real life issues and uh, real uh, questions that people have. And uh, we want to be able to uh, just uh, give you certainty from the Word of God. We want to give you encouragement through prayer and love to be able to do that for you. So all open lines right now, 303 690 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Those are numbers that you should put into your contact um, so you can just pull it up whenever you want to this year and give us a call or send us a text. Be careful if you're texting. And I want to remind you also, as we're starting a new year, that that text line is a 24-7 prayer line that you can text a prayer request. And, and uh, the prayer team at Calvary Church in Aurora, where Grace FM originates, will be praying for you. And I think that's just a wonderful, wonderful resource for you. I also want to welcome all those who are listening on Hope FM and Truth FM and Higher Rock Radio. Uh, you are a week delayed in the broadcast, but I want to welcome you. A very blessed and happy new year as we've entered into 2023. And so glad that you guys are a part of our Calvary Live family. And so many call in from uh, those radio uh, networks and a blessing to be a part of your lives as well. So looking forward to hearing from you this year. So give me a call. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. I want to begin the year by reading to you from the book of Isaiah chapter 43. And the prophet writes um, that the Lord desires to do this work. He says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And I think that's a familiar verse that we read at the beginning of the year. And I want to encourage you that God does want to do a new work in you. And as we enter into a new year, there's new beginnings um, a new work that God wants to do. I pray that uh, you would just uh, be reminded that how we need to stay close to him and just uh, grow in his word and be in fellowship with the brethren and know that God wants to use you in the days in which we are living in. Uh, we are living in very unique times. And every year I think about how we are getting closer to the return of the Lord and we really are. And we are in, as Paul writes, perilous times, but we are in unique times where we can be a light. And I really encouraged the congregation a couple of days ago on, on January 1st, when we opened up the year having services, that God wants to use you. He wants to use all of us to be light to others, uh, to minister to others, to be a voice of truth, uh, to be compassionate and, and open to the leading of the Lord. Um, the greatest influence that we have to our communities and to this nation is you. It's you. You and I that are able to give light and truth to others. And and so that prophecy update that I did is 
uh, on our website. It's it's um, already up, and you can watch it. Uh, many people have been asking about it. Uh, the Blessed Hope was the, the title of the message on New Year's Day, the prophecy update. And so you can uh, watch it on our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org, calvarychapelgreeley, G-R-E-E-L-E-Y dot O-R-G. And I know that you'll be tremendously blessed. Hey, we got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000 is the the call-in number, the text line 720-336-0897. So the first call of the year comes from Pennsylvania, Wesley. Hi, Wesley. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for calling. You're the first caller on Calvary Life for 2023. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, what it, what's your question, or how can we minister to you? Well, yes. Um, I had a question about how do you uh, uh, reconcile a relationship if there's no repentance on their part? And you forgive them, and they keep on doing it repeatedly, and yeah. uh, you bring it up and talk about it, but they either kind of say they didn't realize they were doing it, but then they kind of do the same thing in just a different way. Yeah. Keep that yeah, relationship, a- and, or do you just put up a barrier or kind of just, like, stop with a because it's a situation with friends and family. Yeah, and, you know, not knowing the situation, but I think you described enough that I think wisdom needs to be used. I, I think you said two key th- things. One is that you've forgiven, but the the other aspect is the relationship obviously has been severed or strained because that person is bringing hurt or confusion or sin into the situation, and there's a refusal to be... Um, on their part to have repentance. And so you can forgive. Forgiveness is not condoning what they do, overlooking, saying, well, just, you know, you can continue in hurting me or taking advantage of me or sinning against me. Forgiveness is something that we're called to do. But when we do forgive, it doesn't mean automatically that relationships will be reconciled. And particularly if that person refuses to repent and they continue to sin against you or they continue to bring hurt into the relationship or where you need to protect yourself and, and do put up those, uh, those, um, you know, parameters to where you, because that to be walked over or taken advantage of. So you've done the right thing in, in forgiving, but when it comes to the relationship being reconciled, there needs to be on their part a desire to repent, to really take um, to heart what it is that you're saying and explaining to them. Listen, what you're doing is not right. Um, it, it's um, sin. It's wrong. It's bringing confusion. It's bringing hurt, whatever it might be. And if they refuse to repent from that, it's hard to have a relationship. And there are some times that you need to step back and those relationships, unfortunately, end up being strained and severed because that person refused to repent. And, and it's hard to have that relationship when somebody continues to sin against you or hurt you in that way. Does okay, that help, that Wesley? That's, yeah, that's kind of the idea my uh, wife and I both had on it. 
We just yeah. weren't exactly sure because we've been praying about it and trying to approach, and that's what we thought, but just trying to clear yeah. it up. And, you know, Wesley, sometimes people think, because we, we know from the Scripture, the Scriptures tells us that we're to forgive. We forgive, but that doesn't mean we continue to be taken advantage of or sinned against. And forgiveness doesn't always mean that relationships will be restored, particularly when that person continues to bring sin or hurt into that situation. And so God's desire is that there be restoration, and you can always pray for that, Wesley. Lord, that I pray that they do have their eyes opened up, that they see that that they're hurting me, that they really desire for there to be repentance. Yeah, you want that, but until that happens, um, it's hard to have that relationship that is healthy and um, that is good and godly that you desire. So I think you're on the right track. Okay. Yes, because we just uh, wanted to clarify things just because my wife and I are both going through it with friends, family, and work. So, Yeah. Okay. All right, Wesley. Thanks for calling. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thanks very much. Have a great evening. Yeah, and and Happy New Year to that little one I hear in the background. Oh, yep. <laughs> yep. Thank what you a blessing. Very much. You bet. Absolutely. It's hard when relationships are strained and severed, when somebody's bringing hurt or confusion or sin, and we can forgive. And forgiveness is a choice that we make, and God calls us to forgive, but it doesn't mean that uh, automatically that relationship gets um, restored. You want that, God wants that. Uh, but they have a part to play in that as well. So uh, real discernment and prayer and waiting on the Lord in those situations. So, hey, we got a couple open lines. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado with you once again uh, on this first Calvary Live of 2023. I was signing something today, and I almost put 2022, but I remember uh, that it's 2023 now. And uh, looking forward to just ministering to you and uh, talking with you and um, doing the best that I can to take you to Scripture and encourage you in the things of the Lord. So give me a call at that call-in number, text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to South Carolina, John. Hi, John. Hey, um, hey, how are you doing? I'm good. Happy New Year. Well, happy New Year to you, too. I'm number two. All right. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I appreciate you calling. Hey, John. listen, uh, I, I got a prayer request, but I, listen, I want to I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being sacrificially giving of your time to help us understand the scripture, to pray with us, to give of yourself. I really do appreciate that. Well, it's a privilege. It's it really is a privilege to you know. Next month it'll be eight years that I've been allowed to do Calvary Live, been entrusted to host it, and I'm very thankful for it, and I've learned a lot, but it's been a blessing to me, so I thank you for the encouragement. You're, you're welcome, and I'm sure that every listener feels the same way, but uh, hey, listen, I, I've got a, an employee, he's a good employee, and what he decided to do is he had something out of town that he wanted to go do at the last minute, and he told me yesterday that he's going to have to go do this. And I, I told him, I said, well, I've got a, we've got a very full week. You understand that? Uh, so I, I could probably, you know, Sunday's your day off. 
uh, like Monday, you know, you could take off like Sunday and Monday to do this. It wasn't like super urgent that he had to do, but he called me last night and told me he's already left. He won't be at work mm-hmm. today. He's, uh, he took off and he said, it's too late. I'm already leaving. So won't be there tomorrow. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of um, leaning towards letting him go. Yeah, you're frustrated. Because, yeah. So I, I need prayer, yeah. and wisdom, and a peace to know what to do. Yeah, John, and, and it does take prayer. And um, one of the things is, is you know, to, as you, you know, give clarity and understanding to him, you know, this is my expectations, and I think that's really important, and, and it sounds like you've done that. Here are my expectations. This is what I need from my employees. This is what I need from you. And then he has a responsibility to to be honest. Can he meet those expectations? But it kind of sounds like he, he, in a way, just kind of blew you off and just did his own thing. So that's the hard part is because you want to help them. You want him to succeed. You want to show grace, but there does, does come a time. You know, I think that God will give you a peace that rules in your heart if you need to let him go. And I think that um, that it's a good thing that you're not being hasty, um, that you are praying about it and asking for prayer. And that's what we're going to do. But, you know, the Lord will give you a peace about it and um, that you know, you got work, you got a business, you need to get this work done. And it not only affects you, but, you know, there's a whole lot of other repercussions that take place because of it when he doesn't show up. It leaves you in limbo, uh, leaves you in a pickle, leaves you trying to scramble. And, and my, um, they're, my customers, yeah. too. And, and my your customers, customers, too. That we yeah, got a exactly. Service. Yeah, so I think just given that, clarity and understanding and expectation and then moving forward in that and um so we're going to pray father i do pray for john i just pray for wisdom he's desiring to show grace and he's desiring to be patient he wants to hear from you he does and i commend him for not just you know um going off you know in anger or making this decision with um wrath but he's trying to be, you know, one that's making a decision that is best for not only the employee, but for him and his customers. I pray you give him wisdom, give him a peace that rules in his heart. I pray that this employee would really, you would just get through his heart that he would got a responsibility to his employer and that uh, you would minister to him. And if they need to part ways, that it be done peaceably and that he get the employee that he needs to help him in his business in this new year. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You bet, John. God bless you. Okay. God bless you, too. All right. Bye-bye. All right. 303-690-3000 the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. You know, in real life, we have to make difficult decisions at times. When we have a business, when we are making decisions for our family, uh, whatever it may be. And um, I think it's important for us to take the time to pray, as John is wanting prayer, um, and uh, to really, uh, 
you know, that God wants to guide us. He wants to be that still small voice directing us. And sometimes those decisions are difficult that we have to make. And, um, but the Lord, uh, is there to help us and guide us in those things. You know, in the Old Testament, they used to have what was called the Ermin Thummim. Um, the Old Testament, David used it and, uh, it was they not sure what it was, maybe a black stone and a white stone that the high priest had and and they would seek the Lord and, and they pull out one of those stones to give them direction, maybe yes or no. And it'd be nice sometimes people say it'd be nice to have that erm and thummum, you know, like they had in the old testament. But we got something so much better, and that is that we have the Holy Spirit of God that speaks to our hearts. And Colossians tells us that he will give us a peace that rules in our heart. The word rule means to make the call. Uh, he will be that voice behind us as we go to him and wait on him, call out to him that this is the way going uh, to the right or to the left. So he does guide us and direct us, and that's why it's important that we go to him. Hey, um, got an open line, 303-690-3000, calling number. So glad that you guys are, are calling in. We're starting the new year here on, on Calvary Live. So blessed to be with you as we start 2023. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Nick in South Jersey. Hi, Nick. Nick, are you there? My I, call. You bet. Thanks for calling. Happy New Year. You also. Um, yeah. What does the Bible instruct us concerning Mary Magdalene? Uh, you know, was she, did she be, ultimately become like one of the disciples? I know that in the Catholic religion, you know, well, I've heard that there were like lost scripts that really weren't published in the Bible. I was hoping you can give a little clarity to that, please. Well, she she was somebody that was saved by Jesus. We know from the gospel narratives that I believe it was Mary Magdalene that had seven demons that were in her. And um, she was freed from those demons. Uh, we know that she was a follower of Jesus Christ. Um, I, I'm not sure what you mean by disciple. Jesus had the 12 disciples uh, that we have listed there, but she was a believer. Uh, she was one that was dedicated to the Lord, that loved the Lord. Some um, say that she was the woman that's recorded for us in Luke chapter 7, and um, there's there's no evidence of that. That was somebody else. Uh, Mary Magdalene was uh, um, one that was from Magdala. Um, you can go to Israel today. They've been excavating it. Uh, but she she had a very troubled life, and she was saved by the Lord. Uh, one of the things also that we see of Mary Magdalene in the Gospels is on the the uh, day that Jesus rose from the grave, that she was one of the first ones uh, to see Jesus there at the tomb. And she's the one uh, that would report to the disciples that Jesus is alive. And particularly John's Gospel is the one that... Uh, you know, uh, emphasizes Mary Magdalene as she came to the tomb, and uh, she's the one that ran to Simon Peter um, and the other disciples and said, they've taken away my Lord. Then Mary Magdalene goes back to the tomb, and she uh, looks into the tomb, and uh, she sees the angels and then comes out, and she mistakes Jesus for the gardener. She, she, she's a very, very incredible a woman that loves the Lord, um, that is a follower of the Lord, um, and 
uh, a believer in the Lord. So uh, that's that's what we have recorded of Mary Magdalene. I appreciate you really clarifying that. Um, so, you know, like, does it, does it instruct that she went out with the apostles, like along the land, and, and actually traveled with the apostles when they split up? Or it doesn't really account for that? Well, I don't know. I don't know the, the after the resurrection. You you know what uh, we know. I know the scriptures are silent. What happened to Mary Magdalene? Uh, as far as I know, as you go into the Book of Acts, you see Mary was in the upper room praying with the disciples. It wouldn't surprise me. I don't know if church history records that uh, that Mary Magdalene went out with the apostles, but you know, there's no record really of a lot of the apostles like Thomas and um, the others that went out, but we do have a historical uh, reference to where they went. They were martyred for their faith in Jesus Christ, and it would not surprise me if Mary Magdalene was one that went out spreading the gospel with the apostles as the gospel went from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria and to the ends of the earth. But I haven't read anything, um, Nick, about her specifically um, but that's a you know really good question because she's such an incredible uh, person in the Bible. She was there at the cross um, and was an eyewitness, I believe, of the resurrection. She was a witness of of Joseph of Arimathea and um, and Nicodemus that prepared the body of Jesus and put Jesus in the tomb. She was an eyewitness of some incredible things, and so I, I'm sure she, she was involved in spreading the gospel, who she traveled with. I never read, but I, I think that's a good thing to research and uh, and to see what uh, church tradition or church history has to say about that. So that's a good question. Yeah, I was, I was really curious. I appreciate you, you clarifying that, as I mentioned, because from, from me researching and listening to the Bible, the audio books, you don't really hear much after the resurrection. I mean, other than her going to the tomb and, you know, her being with the apostles, but shortly after that, you don't really hear anything yeah. as far as what happened with her. So thank you very yeah, much. You, God bless. You're welcome. And, uh, good question. Good keep keep reading. Keep asking questions. We'll be here for you. Appreciate it, Nick. Thank you. Mary, Mary Magdalene, incredible, incredible, um, you know, just a believer in the Scriptures, used of the Lord. And here's the thing about Mary Magdalene, that she was the very first missionary um, because she was at the tomb. She's the one that ran and told Simon Peter that, you know, the tomb is empty. As She was the last one at the cross um, watching Jesus be put into the tomb and the first one at the tomb uh, on that early uh, on that morning. And um, I think that uh, I, I love looking at Mary Magdalene at um you know resurrection weekend we've we've gone over it so much because it tells us let me read to it and let me give you that number cuz uh, i believe that we do have uh, an open line and we're getting ready to go to break we'll go to uh Pam and Paula afterwards so if you guys can hold um that would be great but 303-690-3000s the call in number the text line is 7203360 0897, and we'll be on the other side of the break, and we'll go back to the phone lines. But she came, it says, while it was still dark. And, you know, one of the things, that the message of hope that she gives to us, that as we live in these dark days, 
Um, and it is dark and it's getting darker and it's getting more evil. Um, but we are to remember this as Christians that the tomb is empty. And that's what she discovered. She discovered hope and she discovered life there. And she discovered that our Lord had risen. That gives us a living hope through the resurrection, as Peter would write. And she was the very first missionary. And that's what we're to do. We're to go out with the message of Jesus Christ is alive. And the tomb is empty. And he is Lord. And he is Savior. That's what this dark world really needs to hear. Because people are wondering. And they are confused. And they're in the darkness. And so we're going to be right back after the break. Uh, 303-690-3000, the call-in number, the text line, 720-336-0897. You're listening to Calvary Live. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live, the first Calvary Live of 2023. It's January the 3rd. I pray that um, that you are well and uh, and excited what the Lord wants to do in your life. But I also know that there are those who are starting the year perhaps uh, just with with hurt and challenges or difficulty and loss, and we want to pray for you. So give me a call. Is If you need prayer at that number you just heard, 303-690-3000. The lines are full. We're going to go to the uh, phone lines, but as soon as somebody hangs up, you can grab one of those uh, open lines. And then the text line, 720-336-0897. And I want to remind you that is a 24 24- seven prayer line that you can uh, put in a prayer request anytime, day or night. And the prayer team at Calvary Church in Aurora, where uh, Grace FM originates, will be praying for you. But during the show, if we have time, um, we will go to the text line and answer questions and pray for you as well. But I uh, just want to remind you that as we start a new year, um, as we get back to uh, kind of some normality or regular schedule with the holidays. It gets very busy. Um, we, we've taken perhaps maybe you got to take some time off and you're back at work. But I want to remind you that uh, as we start um, the new year and God wants to do a new work, um, that I pray for all of us that we would uh, just really be sensitive to the leading of the Lord, be in fellowship with the the believers, um, be in fellowship with the brethren, um, and serve the Lord. This is a time for us to really be serious about, um, you know, how we should live is the blessed hope we talked about on Sunday when the Lord's going to come for us. And we should live righteously and soberly and godly as Paul would write to Titus. And um, we want to because, you know, we're getting closer uh, to the return of the Lord. There's so many people that need to see us, um, the reality of Christ in our hearts and to be a witness in that way in the words that we speak. So I just want to encourage you, 
uh, as we enter into a new year, that God wants to do a new work, and he wants to do an incredible work in your life. He wants to use you. We have a ministry class that we're doing for eight weeks on Saturday mornings, The Heart of Ministry, where I'm going to be talking about the call to ministry and how God wants to use this and the preparation of ministry. Endurance is at 1030 here. If you're interested, you are welcome to come. No sign-up. Just come with your Bible in the sanctuary. I'll be teaching that. I'll be really sharing my heart about um, ministry and, and 30 years of ministry, what the Lord has shown me and to encourage you, whether you just are thinking about serving the Lord or, um, you're wondering about spiritual gifts, uh, all those things we're going to talk about over the next eight weeks. And I think you'll be blessed. I'm going to share my heart more than, than I normally would do over the pulpit. Um, just what the Lord has shown me. And uh, to encourage you that God wants to use you, because if he can use me, he can use anyone. So um, that's at 1030s on Saturdays for January, February. And then, of course, our Sunday morning services at 8, 930, 11 o'clock. Love for you in northern Colorado to come and see us. 303-690-3000 call-in number. Let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to, let's see, let's go to Pam in Baltimore. Pam, are you there? Yes, I am. Thank you for holding. You're on Calvary Live, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. Yes, I Go have ahead. a question. I heard a pastor say this on the radio, not on your, not on um, the station I'm listening to now, but another station. And he said that he, he said that um, salvation, well, he said everybody's name is written in the Book of Life. As soon as you're born, your name is in the book of life. But it's only when you when you reject Christ is it blotted out. And that's what you're wondering. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of answer. (laughs) It's false. (laughs) It's false. But I was just wondering what you think. Well, you know, people ask: Is it possible for a person's name to be? erased from the book of life. And I don't see the Lord up there with the big eraser. You know, sometimes they ask that. It depends why they're asking it. There is a book of life. The scripture talks about it. I believe it's mentioned six times in the book of Revelation. And sometimes people will quote from Revelation chapter 22 that, you know, anyone who adds to these prophecies, uh, they'll be blotted out of the book of life. Um, We know that Moses had that prayer that Lord... Uh, forgive, you know, forgive them if not blot me out of the book. So there are those who believe that, that you can be blotted out. Whether everybody's name is written in the book of life, and then, you know, as, as believers, um, or, you know, we remain there, non-believers are blotted out. But I think for me, as I read about it, and you can look at different scripture, our time on the radio doesn't uh, allow us to do that. I believe in the security of the believer. I know that one of the promises in Revelation chapter 3 to to the churches of uh, Proconsular Asia, that if you're an overcomer, and an overcomer is one who believes that Jesus is the Lord, you will not be blotted out of the book of life. I think the book of life, the main thing is that the book of life is there, uh, and it's, I think, synonymous with the Lamb's book of life. 
it's for the believer and how that all is sorted out. Um, God knows. And, um, and I believe in the security of the believer, um, that we who overcome, we won't be blotted out of the book of life. So I don't see Jesus, you know, the Lord up there with a big eraser blotting people out, but he's a good record keeper. Um, and he keeps records and those not found in the book of life will stand before the great white throne judgment in the book of revelation, um, uh, that we see in chapter 20 at the end of the millennium reign where they will be cast into outer darkness. So, you know, I, I think those are the questions that come up a lot. Uh, what exactly is the book of life? Can they be erased out of the book of life? Um, all these questions that we see in scripture, um, and debates about it and all this. Um, but I just know this, that Jesus said to the disciples in Luke's gospel, when they came back all excited, they said, we worked in power, you know, we, you know, were able to cast out demons and work miracles. And Jesus said, you know, rejoice in this, that your names are, are written in, in the book of life or the Lamb's book of life. And I think that, the, um, you know, that's the important thing for us to remember and to remember this, that um, he who overcomes, and I believe in the security of the believer, the Lord gives a promise, I will not blot his name out of the book of life. Um, and so I stand on that, and I'm very, very blessed by that and very comforted by that. So. Okay. Um, well, just one question. Um, mm-hmm. What's the difference in the book of life and the Lamb's book of life? Well, I think pretty much they're they're the same thing is um and you you can do a study on it and I you know I've read on it uh what's the difference between the book of life and the lamb's book of life eight references to the book of life um as we know particularly in the book of revelation I believe there's six of them and then in revelation chapter 13 chapter 21 we find a reference to the lamb's book of life in which also are the names of those who have been washed by the blood of the Lamb. Um, so um, we know that um, the, that's a reference there. And I I think that the conclusion is, since the book of life is that which records all who have eternal life through the Lamb, it's clear that the book of life and the Lamb's book of life are really one and the same, is the conclusion that a lot of scholars come up with. Oh, Okay. 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 Yeah. Thank you very much. You're welcome very much. Good question. So the important thing is you're a believer. Rejoice. This Jesus said that your your names are written in the book of life. And I'm so grateful that he's a good, you know, record keeper and um and I'm secure in that. And he who overcomes Revelation chapter three, verse fifteen says that we will not be blotted out of the book of life. And I'm very grateful for that. So good question. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. You Thank bet. You. God bless you. God bless you. You bet. Uh-huh. 303-690-3000. Let's go to Paula in Pennsylvania. Hi, Hi. Paula. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Thanks for um, calling. Yes. Um, go ahead. I'm... I'm just, I'm really curious, you know, when you hear things um, and then something happens in your life, um, my dad recently passed away, and this was in November of 22, and, um, you know, when when the church gets raptured, um, 
and it says, and I mean, I, um, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't it the church, like, if I'm still here and I'm part, I'm part of the church, the dead and the, it will be raptured as, as, as well as myself. So if, when my dad passed away, you know, we were, everyone, you know, so, oh, he's, he's in heaven. Is, he, is his soul really in heaven yet? Or yeah. well, how is that? Okay. Good question. You know, Paula, it's a good question because people get confused. There's a couple reasons because the rapture of the church is speaking about the resurrection. And we talked about this very thing on Sunday, on New Year's Day, I did a prophecy update and I talked about the rapture of the church. And the thing to remember that, um, as he was writing to the church at Thessalonica and also writing to Corinth, that they were very much influenced by the Greek culture and the Greek philosophy, and their thoughts of the afterlife were very dark. Um, matter of fact, on many of the tombstones in, in ancient Greece that it had inscribed no hope. And for the most part, they didn't believe in a resurrection. And that's why when Paul went to Athens, as you read in Acts chapter 17, that he's mm-hmm. talking to the philosophers on Mars Hill, he mentions the resurrection and they mocked him. When he goes to Corinth, of course, he establishes the church, but when he writes the first letter to them, they, they're confused about the resurrection because there were those who were teaching that there is no resurrection. So in chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians, he says, listen, our very foundation of our faith is found that Jesus bodily rose from the grave. He resurrected, and because he rose from the grave and resurrected, that we have the promise that we will be resurrected. And in that chapter, he speaks about the resurrection. To the church at Thessalonica, uh, one of the early epistles, Paul writes to this young church about the resurrection, and he says, I don't want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep or those who have died, and as if you sorrow those those who have no hope. And he begins to talk about the resurrection, including the rapture of the church, that there will be a generation of Christians that will be caught up, harpazo, snatched up to meet the Lord in the air. But he also says, for I say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. And he goes on to say that the dead in Christ will rise first. So here's the thing to remember about the rapture of the church, the resurrection. The resurrection is not just speaking about eternal life. It's speaking about eternal life in a new heavenly body, that the bodies that that die in this world are going to be resurrected, that which is corruptible to incorruption. And that's what Paul writes about in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He says, I tell you a mystery, as he, he writes about the resurrection. And he goes on and he says, that um, not all shall sleep, uh, but shall be changed in a moment in twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, and those um, dead will be raised incorruptible. So that's when the rapture of the church happens. We who are alive are going to, to meet um, the Lord in the air. But here's the thing. Paul writing Second Corinthians, and you might write this down, chapter 5, he's also talking about 
the resurrection. And this is what's really important for us to understand. He He's saying that we know that if our earthly house is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands eternal in the heavens. So he's talking about a new heavenly body that we're going to get. But he says something very, very important that he says in verse 8 that we are confident, yes, well, please, rather, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Okay? That's yeah. a promise. So when we close our eyes and breathe our last, immediately our spirit goes to be with the Lord. And I, I've done many memorial services to where we've gone to the graveside and that person's in a coffin or maybe they've been cremated. They're put into the ground. Their body is there. Their body sleeps, but not their soul. And there's right. been a, a false doctrine that has come out of some circles of Christianity that speaks of soul sleep, that your soul sleeps for until the rapture of the church. That's not what the Bible teaches. To be mm-hmm. absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Our body sleeps until the resurrection, until you know that time when our bodies will meet our spirit and they'll be joined together and we'll have a new heavenly, celestial, eternal body. And And it's hard to understand it, fully, but that's what the Bible declares. And uh, that'll take place at the last trumpet, at the at the rapture of the church. The church will be resurrected. We know that Jesus, 1 Corinthians 15, that um, Jesus was the first to rise from the grave, um, and then each one in its own order. So you can do a study, it seems like, in Daniel chapter 12, that um, the Old Testament saints will be resurrected uh, at that time during the Great Tribulation period. Um, and we also know that in the uh, millennium reign, that those who are here on this earth, they're going to have to get their new heavenly bodies as well. Um, when we go into the new heaven, new earth, the new Jerusalem, and everybody's going to be resurrected because Jesus said that the time will come when they will hear the, my voice and the graves will be opened up, and those who will be resurrected to life who have done good, and those who will be resurrected, you know, to to punishment, everlasting punishment, that has done corruption. Daniel chapter 12 speaks about two resurrections, if you would. Um, those who have done good um, coming out of the graves, um, and then those who are going to, uh, and I'll read it to you, in chapter 12, uh, that many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall wake some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. So the unrighteous dead that are in Hades right now, that they will be resurrected at the end of the millennium reign. They will stand at the great white throne judgment, and then they will be cast into outer darkness. So to answer your question, I, I just threw a whole lot of stuff at you, but I want, I want people to be clear about it, that when, you know, our loved ones, um, that are in Christ, when they, you know, breathe their last, that they go Mm -hmm. home immediately to be with the Lord and they're with the Lord. And then at the rapture of the church, we'll get our new heavenly bodies. Nice. And, and praise be to God. I, I saw my dad get saved. So, um, good. And he's with Jesus. Yes, and that was an awesome thing. Can I just add a little mini question? I don't want to take up too uh-huh. much time. No, um, go ahead. Is, is there, um, my husband and I, 
between being cremated and your body just being buried, is 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 it wrong to be cremated? There's there's nothing in the scripture that says that. Um, I've had people call me up, and they've been absolutely, you know, terrified. A pastor or somebody told them if they get cremated that they'll, you know, um, it won't make it to heaven. They'll, you know, end up in hell. And that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says is appointed once for man to die, then the judgment. So, you know, it it matters what we do before we die. After right. we die. Um, the Bible doesn't address that cremation. Uh, l- people are cremated because burial can be very, very expensive. And mm-hmm. the cremation process just speeds up what the burial process uh, will do. People have different convictions about it, whether being buried or cremated, but the Bible is is silent on that, doesn't prohibit uh, being cremated. Uh, we know that many of the saints got burnt at the stake, um, and really think about it when somebody says that, well, you know, I had a pastor tell me if I get cremated, then, you know, I won't be saved. Well, can you imagine going home to be with the Lord and the Lord says, sorry, I got to kick you out of heaven because your family cremated you. I mean, it's ridiculous. So, you know, it's a personal decision, a personal conviction that people have, but the Bible doesn't address it and doesn't prohibit being cremated. Right. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're you're welcome so much. Yes. <laughs> you have and a blessed I, year. Yes. Go ahead. Too. Thank you. You bet. Good to hear from you guys out east. So God bless you. Let's see. Three oh three six nine oh three thousand is the call in number. Text line seven two zero three three six oh eight nine seven. I've had people actually call and just really upset about that. And um, you know, just um, told that they can't cremate their loved ones and they won't go to heaven. And that's not what the Bible says. It's very important that we know what the Bible has to say. We're going to go to Fort Lauderdale, Mary Ann. Is it Mary Ann or Anna? Anna, Mary Anna. Thanks for calling. Is it warm there? It is. It's very nice. <laughs> it's freezing here. <laughs> I know. But, I was, we were at the beach yesterday. Yeah, my my daughter lives in Orlando, so she tells me all the time how warm it is. Yes, we we're blessed with good weather for sure. <laughs> Thanks for calling. How can we minister to you? I have an adult son, a twenty five year old, a very sweet young man that suffers from mental illness, and he's not willing to seek therapy or take medication. He does have a psychologist that he'll talk to whenever he believes he needs it. And me making sure or insisting that has put a strain on our relationship. And I'm just in need of, you know, advice. I, I pray, I ask God, because as a parent, we have obligations. It doesn't matter how old or young they are. But yeah. at the same time, you know, we ha- he's a young man. He needs to go through things on his own. So I find myself yeah. wondering, what should I do? You know, and it's hard, and it's a difficult situation. And first of all, and you know, you know, sorry that you're going through this tough situation where you have somebody that has mental illness. You want them to get help, and but they are an adult, and they're they're making their own decisions. 
Um, and you can't force them. You can't, you know, make them, but you, I think you're in a place, Mariana, that you just keep praying, first of all. And then mm-hmm. second of all, keep talking to him and, um, keep encouraging him. And, you know, maybe not knowing the discussions that you've had with him, um, the reasons why he doesn't, is he afraid? Does he think it doesn't work? Or he's just, you know, being stubborn, but to just try to keep those communications open mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the importance of getting some help. And you said he is talking to a secular uh, counselor, mm-hmm. but y- yeah. you're in a place of just praying over him and praying with him and continuing to lift him up to the Lord because the Lord is, is God Almighty. I was reminded of that at Christmas that mm-hmm. he is God Almighty that can work in any situation uh, even when it comes to mental illness, and mm-hmm. to pray for God's mercy and His compassion to be upon your son, and for wisdom and how you minister to Him, um, but mm-hmm. it's not easy. And I don't have all the answers, Mariana. You know your son probably better than anybody, and um, and to be able to with wisdom—that's what we're going to pray for—and discretion, mm-hmm. and with, but with you know clarity and. Um, and with truth and boldness to be able to minister and talk to him and uh, just pray that somehow he'll realize that the help that he needs and that the Lord is his help and, and the Lord desires to minister to him and, um, and you know, to get the help that he needs and seeing a doctor and what they uh, prescribe or what they are wanting to do um, and get the answers that uh, it sounds like that he needs to get. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned a few uh, potential barriers. He's it's, he has all of them. You know, he's stubborn. He talks about how medications haven't worked or how it's made him feel this way or that way. And just he's in denial. He thinks there's nothing wrong with him. It's the problem is with the rest of the world. And mm-hmm. I'm. And my husband, I have to say, me and my, and my husband, I believe, are the only people that have not um, broken ties. He's already um, strained his relationship with his older brother. Um, yeah. He has many friends that, over time, he's lost. He still has a few friends that, you know, they're, they're good young men, and I pray for yeah. them as well, so they could be a good influence on him. But it's, yeah. it's, it's just it's as hard as hard. a parent. and. It yeah, is. It's, and, it's, it's, it's being and, persistent, right? That's how I feel. It's just like you it, said, it one is. day at a and time. Keep going to the Lord. And being a father of adult children, you said something mm-hmm. that is so true, and that is we never stop being a parent. We never stop mm-hmm. loving them and desiring to be a, a godly influence in their lives and giving direction. And, you know, there's all kinds of, you know, debate and, and all of this about medication. I'm not a doctor, you know, and... Mm-hmm. You know, to, to, you know, just pray about, you know, can we perhaps, you know, talk to somebody or whatever? That's the decision that is, you know, between him and, and if he mm-hmm. does see somebody and because, you know, we're not doctors, but, uh, to just keep mm-hmm. encouraging them. We're here and we want to help you. And, um, you know, this is why we love you. And that's what mm-hmm. we're going to pray. And, um, and we're just going to pray that that takes place. And, but I'm so yeah. sorry for, you know, the challenge that you have. 
and mm-hmm. you know just let them know that you love them and you want the very best for them and yes um, oh my gosh yeah. now you hit the important um point because just a few days ago he was very upset he thinks that after he had this um misunderstanding with his brother that everyone is on his brother's side and not on his side and i told him i'm always on your side regardless of you being right or wrong because i'm your mom and i love you and i love you for who you are because you have a good heart you are a good person i'm not going to judge you by this one action um and i just want you to know that you you can always count on me i'm never going to abandon you because he was using those words he's feeling abandoned and he just had tears in his eyes and he hugged me and he said good i love you and i told him i'm not perfect i don't want you to think that i'm right all the time or that i'm i'm not but i'm i know that i try to be a good mom and i know that i love you more than keep keep encouraging him and tell him the lord loves him let's pray before we Mm -hmm. go off the air father i do pray i just pray for mariana to continue to minister to her son that he would get the help, and Lord, that you would be his help, and and Lord, that um, that you would minister to his heart, to his mind, and Lord, that you would bring him to that place where he can be of sound mind and be healthy. And Lord, I just pray for uh, Mary Anna and her husband to just reiterating the love they have for him. They want the best for him, to be an encouragement to him, and Lord, that you would soften his heart. Um, in this situation, you know all the details and everything. And so, Lord, I just pray that he would also know that you love him and that you're the one that can bring healing. And you're the one, I, I pray for that healing. I pray that you would minister to his mind. I pray that you'd minister to his heart. And, Lord, comfort him, strengthen him. And, Lord, just draw him to you in every way. And I just pray for that a work of a miracle and, and the work of restoring in this new year. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much. You the bet. Work that God you, bless you. That work that you do is so important, and I thank, thank you. you, and I ask the Lord to bless you as well. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hey, God bless everybody. So thankful that you called, and Calvary Live will be back uh, at the same time throughout this year. God bless you. Have a great evening. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.